and welcome back to another episode of the Heavy Pages Podcast with me, Josie, your host. Today, we are going to dive into the topic of boundaries and why they are so important for us, the non-instigators in an unwanted separation. Setting boundaries is an essential aspect while navigating a separation. So there are tons of different definitions for what a boundary is when it comes to relationships, but the one I'm going to go with is that boundaries are the limits and rules that we set for ourselves within a relationship, like invisible fences that help protect your emotional well-being. So let's explore why setting boundaries is crucial, especially in the context of a separation. Well, especially for us as the people that do not want the separation, that are the non-instigators in this separation, we are already feeling bad. We're already feeling like we don't have value. Many of us, you know, I'm speaking mostly from what I have heard other women share and what I experienced, right? But we are feeling bad. We are questioning our worth and our value. And this is such a critical time to have boundaries in place because if you are feeling unworthy, if you're feeling like you don't matter, if you feel like you need validation from the other person to continue to move forward because you're that lost and you have lost so much self-worth and self-esteem that when you don't have boundaries in place, you will do a lot of stupid things. And I did a lot of stupid things. You can just read even the last few journal entries that I've shared, the episodes that I've shared that are journal entries, and you'll see how terrible I was with keeping boundaries. Um, Well, I wasn't terrible at keeping boundaries because I really didn't keep any boundaries. I didn't really establish any real firm boundaries. I said I needed to, I said I was going to, but I really never did. And the problem with not setting and keeping boundaries in the throes of an unwanted separation is that you will allow yourself to do things that are going to ultimately harm you because you're not doing them really because you want to do them. You're doing them because you're still trying to get validation and approval from the other person and trying to change their mind and trying to show them, look, I really am worthy. But while you're doing this, you are not showing yourself your worth. So uh, I had heard somewhere that uh, another great explanation for boundaries is boundaries is something that you do not allow. It's not something that you tell someone else not to do. It's something that you don't allow. So if, for example, your boundary is I will no longer have sex with my partner because we're separated. And until he is sure if he wants to continue our relationship, then I am setting a boundary of no intimacy. And they come over and they flirt with you and, you know, they wink at you and they get you into bed. That was not them 
ignoring your boundaries. That was you not sticking firm to your boundary. So you have to have the strength to set boundaries and be firm to them. If you see that you're in a situation where things are getting flirty, you walk away. You walk away because you have to keep your boundaries up. So I think that's a a great um, explanation of how it kind of works. It's not something that you that you put on the other person. It's something that you have to continue to take control of. And I like it because it makes you accountable and it makes you have to stand firm, which is probably why I failed to do that in um, for a long time during my separation. It was hard. I didn't want to be accountable. I wanted to try and get him back, but ultimately I did not. And I can reflect back on a lot of unfortunate times where I allowed myself to do things that I should not have, right? So that is why boundaries are so important. And also the next step is when you don't have those boundaries up, you are not building up your self-esteem. When you even just setting a boundary and every single time that you can stop a situation from happening because you're respecting your boundary, it helps build your self-worth and your self-esteem. It helps show you, look, I can stand up for myself. I am putting myself first. As much as I might want to show him, look how sweet I am, look, or remind him what he's giving up if it has to do with physical intimacy. No, I'm not going to sell myself for cheap. I am going to keep my boundary because this, just because he's willing to be intimate with me doesn't mean that he wants a relationship with me. And I am worth having that full, complete relationship, not just being a plaything. As an example, it doesn't even have to be about intimacy. It could just be about favors. Like he could always call you to ask you to help him with some random thing that he can't that he could figure out, but it's easier for him to call you to figure it out. But it's not your responsibility anymore. And it's not mean for you to say, you know what, I'm sorry, but we are in this separation that you have chosen. I am going to uh, not be able to help you with this thing because I'm working on myself now. When we have a conversation and we're ready to decide if we are back and going to move forward as a couple, I'm happy to do so. But at this point, I need to take care of me. And it's important for you to start living like if you were not needing to depend on me for the things that I did, right? I think that maybe you feel like, oh, that sounds bitchy. But no, that's you standing up for yourself. I mean, he wants to break up with you. He wants to go live the single life, but he needs to call you when he doesn't know how to pay a bill or who does he call, you know, to get... No, 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 no. There were things that you did. You had value in that relationship. And he's walking away, not just from the stuff that annoys him, but the stuff that you brought to the table also. So let him walk away. You don't have to say it in an ugly way. You don't have to say it in a mean way, but you do keep up that boundary. This is part of your your experiment. You want to experiment by being separated? Well, this is you without me. I'm trying to learn how I am without you, so you learn you without me. That's an excellent example of why to hold on to and keep your boundaries. Another one is about your autonomy. 
you are you. You have a right to say no to things or to say yes to things. These decisions and the boundaries that you set, you're choosing what you want to accept, what you don't want to accept. You know yourself, you know your relationship, you know how you are going to react later if you say yes to something or no to something and not guilt, but are you going to feel proud of yourself? Are you going to feel good? Are you going to feel like you're moving forward in your journey of self-discovery? Those are all the reasons. It, you know, I will use the example of my son. My ex was always asking me to switch days and to take my son when he couldn't. And, and I loved my son. I had my son and I planned to be a mother to that child every day, 24-7 for the rest of my life. Or, you know, <laughs> until he wouldn't let me anymore, right? But when you get separated, it's every other weekend and one night a week that he's with his dad and I don't get to see him. And that was really sad for me. So when his dad would say, Hey, I can't watch him or something's come up or whatever, he chose to not take that time with our son. That was not a boundary that I set because I loved being with my son and I would prefer to be with my son than him to leave him home alone because he still wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. And since I was not available, he wouldn't do it. I still got to do things by myself and have fun and, and all of that. But I'd had no problem missing out on maybe a night uh, going dancing with my friend if my ex couldn't keep my son or, or had better plans because I never had better plans than to be with my child. So I was okay with that. And that was a boundary that I didn't feel I needed to set because I wanted to be with my son. Now, other people might see that and say, oh, you're letting him get away with this and that. It wasn't about him, the ex. It was about my child, my relationship with my child, my love for my child. And I wanted to hang out and be with my child. So that is a boundary that you set for yourself. And this even isn't even about him. This is about other people. I'm not going to let somebody else tell me that I cannot do this because this is what I'm allowing for myself, which is my own boundary. I hope that that makes sense to you. Now let's talk about setting boundaries again, more specifically with the X. When it comes to your soon to be X, setting clear and healthy boundaries can help both of you transition smoothly or smoother. So let's, uh, let's talk about some of those boundaries that you can set. It's hard. I know that it's hard when you're first breaking up and you are feeling all of your feels that, uh, communicating your needs and expectations calmly is going to be difficult, but it needs to happen because you want to be as close to on the same page as possible. If you can't talk to them, send them an email, write a letter, put it all in writing. I did that a lot with my ex because um, when I would start talking, I would just kind of ramble and I would get off topic and we'd get into a fight. And, and sometimes even if it wasn't rambling, it was just talking to each other face to face. I'd look at him and if he made a smirk or something, I'd probably want to punch him. It was a high tense time. So I would write, I would write down what I wanted. Um, now this is helpful with partners that actually read what you write. I, <laughs> I have been with partners that are really good at avoiding. So you write them a letter and then they won't read it because if they don't read it, then they can 
not have to deal with it. And obviously, if that's the kind of person you're with, that's not going to work. My ex would read the letters. And if you tell them clearly, listen, I want to explain this to you, but I felt it was better in a letter. Please read it and get back to me. You know, you kind of put them on the hook. So hopefully they do take it, uh, read it if that's the way you want to go. If not, sit down in a mutual place, speak to each other. We need to discuss, have your talking points, try to follow what you are trying to clearly request and be as clear as you need to. I, you know, I watch a lot of TV shows and, um, in re, you know, reality TV and in movies where people just don't say what they mean or mean what they say and they skirt around and they try to give hints. We're not doing that. We are going to be clear on what we want. Because if you leave room for interpretation, I promise you there will be interpretation. And you don't want that. You want to be clear, especially in this time when it's going to be so high stress and there's going to be so many other things to deal with. You don't want them to not be clear on what you're saying. Now, don't get me wrong. You might be as crystal, as clear as crystal, but they will not um, want to acknowledge or follow through with that. But you know that you didn't leave anything to interpretation. And that's the best you can do. You can't control them, but you can be clear on, I have been clear and I will repeat what I've said because it is very clearly there. So um, I hope that makes sense to you. Um, also setting boundaries around communicating and contact. As you know, I was terrible with that. I was terrible, but it's so important. If you are separated and you don't have to live in the same house, and I know a lot of people are dealing with that these days, but if you are separated and away from each other, be clear. Don't text me just to say what's up. You're, don't try to like, oh, I, I, I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you because I feel bad. Uh, don't feel bad on me. I don't need you to put that shit on me. Don't text me. Don't call me unless it has to do with the children or unless it has to do with something important that we need to discuss. Otherwise, we're not friends right now. We are going through a transition. And while we're doing this, we need to stop communicating with each other. It's not the same. This is a different stage in our lives. And I know that you want to talk to him. I wanted to talk to mine. I had been with him for years. He, in my opinion, was my best friend. So that was really hard. But it doesn't help the journey. It doesn't help you move forward if you don't set that up. So you set up boundaries. We can talk about this or we can text only and we have X amount of time to respond to each other. And if you can't respond, please respect me enough to say, hey, I'm busy. I will get back to you by X amount of time. And then you do that. So let's just, you know, be a partnership here. It doesn't have to be anything. You know, I'm not going to read into it. You don't read anything, but let's have mutual respect. So you try something like that. And then obviously you're going to have to set boundaries with the co-parenting. How is that going to work? What do you expect that to look like? Maybe you're opposite of me and that's okay. Maybe you really, really value having your uh, free weekends because it's important so that you can recharge for when you do have the kids. You know, maybe you have a really demanding job. All of that is fine. There's no right or wrong way. So if you feel that you have a very strong boundary and no, your weekends are your weekends. My weekends are my weekends. Don't call me. Don't put that on me. Figure it out because this is now your responsibility as a single parent to find childcare for your kid if you have to work late or all those things. You handle that. Do not reach out to me. 
I will take my kids on my weekends. And if I have a problem on my weekend, I will figure it out without asking you. Unless you want me to, and that's something that we discuss. And you get all that straightened out. You have that clear discussion. So everybody's on the same page. I will say it again. It doesn't mean that even though you have this very clear that he's not going to call you and try and ask you and all that stuff, but at least it's clear. It's a boundary. And you then have the job to enforce your boundaries. Every time you enforce your boundaries, you build stronger self-worth, stronger belief in yourself that you can do this because you are fighting against all the urges because there's going to be tons of urges to just fold and be like, okay, and whatever. But no, you stay firm because you believe in the boundaries that you've set and you're just going to continue to get stronger and stronger. So let's talk about um, setting boundaries with friends and family because this is a very difficult time and you don't know the kind of interaction that you're going to have with your friends and family. And maybe it's time to set those. If you have people in your life that are going to make you feel bad because your marriage didn't work and they have their own opinion, let's you know use, for example, that they are religious and don't believe in divorce. And even though it's not your choice, they're still like, well, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. How, how can you stop that? You can't control the other person. But you can control not speaking to this family member about your relationship because you can't do, you can't fix it. You can't do what they want you to do. It's, it takes two people. And if your partner wants to be done, he's going to be done. You, there's nothing you can do about it. So you set boundaries. I respect your opinion, but I will not be discussing this with you. It's going to be hard. They probably won't like it because if they're willing to tell you that they think it's wrong that you're separating, they are quite an opinionated person and they might not like being, you know, shut down. So it's going to be, again, on you to enforce that, to give them the opportunity to respect you. And if they don't, stay away from them. Hopefully this is not like your mom or dad because I know that would be really hard, you know, or a brother or sister to have to stay away from a family member like that. But for your healing it's going to be really important. You don't want to be around someone who's just completely making you feel like crap because you couldn't make your marriage work when you did all that you could. And if you don't want to talk about it at all, which I don't recommend, I do absolutely recommend that you find some core group of friends or family or a support group that you can talk about it because keeping it all inside is not a good idea. If you can find um, someone to do that with, great. But if you, there are a lot of people that you prefer not to, or it's not something you want to talk about, then set the boundary with everybody. Even if they're not telling you what you could or couldn't say, you know what, I, I really, this is really personal. I don't want to talk about it and stick to it. And if they try, change the subject. Boundaries with family. If his friends want to talk to you, if, you know, or here's another great boundary setting thing. If you have mutual friends and he's now living his best life doing his salsa classes or whatever, and your friends want to come tell you, no, please do not tell me anything about him, what he's doing, what he's up to. I do not want to know. You're not doing me any favors. You're not making me feel good and you're not making me feel bad. You don't have to feel guilty if you saw him out at a club. Don't tell me. I do not want to know. Set that boundary. Have them respect you. You want to continue to be his friend? That's fine. 
I don't need to know what's going on with your relationship. That's my boundary. So that's another example of a boundary that you can set uh, when it comes to friends and family. And so lastly, I just want to mention that uh, all of this is great, but if you don't know how to communicate what you want, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So we're going to talk about um, how to communicate your boundaries effectively. You know, boundaries are only effective when you're communicating them clearly. So let's explore how you can express these boundaries while maintaining open communication. Start with using I statements to express your needs. I need to not hear about what he's doing. I am going to feel better if I don't hear this. So I am going to ask that you don't share this with me. I need time by myself when I don't have the kids because I need to recharge so that I can be the best person I am when I do have them. So I am not going to be able to take them on my off weekends. I do not want to hear how my marriage could have been saved. I am dealing with many things. I don't want to discuss it anymore. So I am going to suggest that we not talk about my separation. Things like that. So it's the I versus you. You know, they say that a lot. Like when you're arguing with somebody, don't say you suck, you, 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 you. which sometimes is hard, but we're going to try this. We're going to say I statements. Keep it about you. Keep it about you because that's what it is. It's about you and your boundaries. And it's about practicing assertiveness without aggression. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to get loud, but you do have to stand firm. And it's a good thing. Like I have mentioned, this is going to be great for your self-worth to see that you can stand up for yourself. And you can. It's going to take some work. You might fail once or twice, but you will, you'll get there, especially if you keep being mindful about it, especially if you write down your boundaries somewhere that you can continue to see them, which uh, I do suggest trying to do. And then let's talk about how you deal with potential pushback. Well, these people might not know you with boundaries. They might not have had to experience giving you space and respecting your boundaries. So it's going to be hard for them. There's no doubt about it. But the only way that they are going to learn is if you stand firm. This is the new you. This is the you that has needed to be created to survive this separation. And so you'll get the pushback and you just have to prepare for it you know, hope for the best, but prepare, prepare for the worst and stand firm when they try and disagree or push back. You don't argue, don't argue. No, you're going to do this. No, no, I'm no, just say, these are my boundaries. This is what they are. I'm not going to debate it with you. I'm being very clear and that's it. If they want to continue the conversation and you can walk away, walk away. Say, you know what? We'll revisit this later, though I'm not debating with you, but I will send you this in writing if you need it. I'll text you. We can discuss it again and I can run them through with you again, but uh, this is not up for debate. So I know it's hard. I know it sounds hard. I definitely, I promise that I do know it's not going to be easy, but it will be rewarding if you try and stick to them and prepare to fail. It's okay. It's 
going to be a work in progress. Some things you might be really great on, some you might not. And that's okay. Do not beat yourself up. Just continue to move forward. Continue to respect yourself and put those boundaries up and work on them and work on them. And next thing you know, you will be the queen of boundaries and you will be able to enforce them and feel so great about them. And and I believe in you and I know that you can. So hopefully this gave you a more in-depth perspective on, you know, how to handle the whole boundary situation as uh, in relation to your unwanted separation. And before I go, I just wanted to remind you that I do have a free chapter checklist that you can download to see where you are in your separation journey. And it's kind of a roadmap of what's ahead. It's free and you can find it at heavypagespodcast.com or just check the show notes for the link. And with that, I'm going to leave you for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.